The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. East Coast Bias Boys, two-thirds of the way, are here on this Tuesday. Raheem Palmer, John Jastrzemski. House, you know, it's too cool for us, Raheem. He's hanging with the pod father. They're getting ready for NBA over-unders. That's fine. You and I can hold it down. I'm not the least bit concerned. We miss our buddy, but you know what? Raheem, as I learned in Wedding Crashers, we sell without him. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a microcosm. I mean, we are the East Coast bias. We got the New York, Philly, D.C. connection. And ironically, right now, D.C. is the only team in the NFC East, which is not playing so well. So we're just going to have to hold it down with our house right now. It's unfortunate. We miss our guy. But, I mean, look, winners win. So we're going to continue to win today. We're going to keep winning. And <laughs> yesterday, by the way, on Monday Night Football, just saying, we kind of nailed it from a perspective of, hey, Raiders are going to cover the number. That was a win. But I also tailed you on the Kansas City Chiefs in teasing that down. Raheem, both of those wagers ended up being way more adventurous than we thought they were going to be. But winners nonetheless, dude, we'll take it. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, that was a crazy game. I mean, you got you had some rough penalties to start the game. And then, I mean, look, you had Josh McDaniels going for two. And then the ending, I mean, look, Devontae Adams and, and, and Renfro crashing into each other. I mean, that could have got ugly. So, 
hey, we'll take our wins. The roughing the passer calls are embarrassing, and I'm sure they'll end up being a story come Sunday. But Raheem, we're actually going to start with something that's near and dear to my heart, and I love the fact that you're on board because you and I are in a text. We were like firing off picks left and right. We're trying to get House involved. We're trying to get BS involved. And the Major League playoffs in baseball are underway. We had the wild card round over the weekend. The wild card round was very kind to you and I. We had the Mariners. We had the San Diego Padres. We were able to cash a couple of tickets. And now we have four games getting ready, division series, two in the National League, two in the American League. The problem I have with these series prices, Raheem, just looking at them right out of the gate, you're getting no value on any of the favorites right now. I mean, if you look, the Astros are more than a two-to-one favorite. The Yankees are more than a two-to-one favorite. The Dodgers are more than a two-to-one favorite. The only one that's under two-to-one are the Atlanta Braves taking on the Philadelphia Phillies. So I start by asking you this. If there is one series price that has caught your eye that you are willing to invest in, I know you're not a favorite guy. You're not laying two-to-one on any of these. What is intriguing you, sir? I think it has to be... Look, I, I think when you look at the two top teams in the league right now, you're looking at the Houston Astros and you're looking at the Dodgers. To me, look, I, I don't see any way. Look, I know the Seattle Mariners, they have a ton of ma- magic. They're not beating the Astros. They went 7-12 and 12 against the Astros this season. And Astros have won 12 in the last 19 games against the Mariners. And it, it, to me, I just... I don't. I love the Mariners story. It's a great story. They haven't. They had the longest playoff drought, like in sports. But I just can't see any way in which this Mariners team beats the the Houston Astros. And then, like, you got to go up against Verlander. He's allowed three runs in twenty one innings against the the Mariners this season. And he's a postseason legend too. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Great numbers against the Astros, and the guy shoves in October. Yeah, I mean the Astros have won six of the last six. They were six and one in the last seven matchups since July twenty second, and they're winning by almost three and a half runs per game. They're rested. That I mean, look that Seattle Mariners bullpen. You saw it in game two. They're a little banged up. So it's just now you got to go into Houston without. I mean, look, Robbie Ray, to me, it's, you saw what the Blue Jays did to him. So the, the Astros have the rest advantage. They have their pitchers ready to go. I, I think the Astros win this series rather easily. So I want to root for the Mariners. They were good to us in the wild card round. I'm with you. I have a hard time envisioning the Astros going down in the first round. And look, you know. I'm Mr. New York, New York. I'm going to be at Yankee Stadium Tuesday and Thursday, and hopefully I'm not there on Monday for game five because it's going to take about five years off of my life. The Yankees are not as good as the Astros. However, Raheem, I can't see this Cleveland team beating them. They got one guy in the lineup who can hit. It's Jose Ramirez. The Yankees have pounded Shane Bieber historically, and I I just think they are set up to win this series. Would I lay 215? No, I'm not laying 215 with anybody. But I do think if you parlay Yankees-Astros, you're getting that series. Right now, I am confident in saying in a week from now, we will have the Yankees and the Astros in the American League Championship Series. See, I'm going to be honest with you. I would rather parlay the Dodgers and the Astros than the Yankees and the Astros. Interesting. See, I'm going to give you something here, and I think I'm going to surprise you. I think San Diego is live in this series, dude. Interesting. See, see, I think- I do. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I think they're going to ride the momentum of what they did against the Mets, number one. Yeah. Number two, 
Clayton Kershaw in the postseason is always a scary proposition. I call, Clayton I, Kershaw, I call him a Hall of Famer. He's Peyton Kershaw. <laughs> yeah, that's a great analogy. Now, listen, he won. Peyton Manning won. But the level and the standard of excellence from Kershaw that you get in the regular season, you don't get in the postseason. And here's what I like about the Padres, Raheem. Yeah. They got star power. Soto is a star. Machado is a star. Grisham hit great against the New York Mets. They got Hayter, who barely pitched in a series against the Dod- uh, the Mets a couple of days ago. They beat up on Scherzer. They beat up on Bassett. I think they're live. I do. Like, there's mm-hmm. a reason why every single one of these baseball futures is two to one. They're, they're heavy favorites each way. Yeah. I think the Padres are going to push the Dodgers like crazy, dude. I think the series is going five. And I might even have a little fun and take the Padres to win the series. I'm feeling frisky, dude. I'm struggling with it just because, I mean, look, the Padres, they've lost 14 and 19 against the Dodgers. And they've gotten outscored by 62 runs. Like, so it's just as much as the Padres, I mean, they spent a lot of money. You got Juan Soto. You bring Hayter in. The Dodgers have just dominated this team. So I I want you to be right, but I just don't see it. Now, when I look at this Yankees, look. Garrett Cole hasn't been the Garrett Cole of old. And the no, way- he's given up way too many home Raheem, he's given up like 30-some home runs. And the thing about this Cleveland team, and look, they don't hit a lot of home runs, but they're like the Kansas City Royals of the last couple of years. I mean, the Kansas City Royals who actually won the World Series. They, they have contact hitting, they put the ball in play, they steal bases, and they have good pitching. I mean, you have a lineup of Bieber, you have Quantrill, who's going today. He's won 16 out of the last 18 starts. And then you got the young guy, Tristan McKenzie. So to me, they have the better rotation. And what do they say about playoff baseball? Pitching wins championships. And look, the Yankees have the advantage at hitting. But if you're not pitching to Aaron Judge, which is what teams See, are doing. I'm worried about the Yankee bullpen in this series, Raheem. Yeah. I think their starters will be fine. Cole's had great numbers against Cleveland, and he can't stink. I mean, if Garrett Cole stinks, there's going to be hell to pay from me and 50,000 New Yorkers at Yankee Stadium who are going to boo his ass out of the building tonight. But the Yankees, remember, F. Ross, Tommy John surgery, done. Yeah. Chapman, non-factor. Brenton, non-factor. Their three starters, I think, match up with Cleveland's three starters. Nestor Cortez has been a beast. Yeah. I love what I've seen from Luis Severino. But I think Cleveland, if you're looking for an edge they have in this series, their bullpen is better than the Yankees. Yeah. They have a better bullpen. But, I mean, of course, they're not hitting right now. So I just think it's an interesting matchup. You have the better pitching versus the better hitting. But, I mean, are the Yankees going to continue to hit outside of Aaron Judge? So I, I think this is the most intriguing series as far as I feel like a team who can get an upset. I don't like hearing that. That is not music to my ears. <laughs> I do want to ask you about your beloved Philadelphia Phillies who are taking on the Atlanta Braves. They find their way into the playoffs. I I love them in both games, Raheem. I just thought the value in game one and game two against St. Louis was on the side of the Phillies. Wheeler does the job. Noah does the job. Atlanta. They were better against Atlanta than they were the Mets throughout the regular season. They don't have their pitching to lined up for this series. I may have a ticket on the Atlanta Braves to win the World Series. They were very good to me last year. I'm hopeful, Raheem, they're going to be very good to me again this year. Do you give your Phillies any shot in this series? 
it's tough. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, the Braves have won 11 and 19 matches between these two teams. And the Braves just hit a lot of home runs. That lineup is, the, they probably have the scariest lineup, the scariest non-Dodger lineup out there. And One the, to nine. I, You know, people will say the Dodgers. I'm with you, Raheem. Yeah. One through nine, I think the best lineup in the postseason of the Atlanta Braves. I see it. And then the, the thing is, the Phillies just don't have the bullpen. I mean, you got um, San Anthony, but outside of him and Alvarado, I mean, who do you trust coming out of that pen? Like, I guess Robertson from his time with the Yankees and pitching in big games. I He looked good. He looked good in that series against the Cardinals for him. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with but, you. But that's the, right, that's that's the Cardinals team. line. I mean, the Cardinals, to me, outside of Goldie Arenado, you don't trust any of these guys. So to me, look, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I do think the, the Phillies can can steal game one with Suarez. I mean, the last time they played the Suarez, I mean, Ranger Suarez held the Braves to just like one, like, I think they won run and the bullpen gave it up. But I, I think the Phillies right now, they're kind of rolling. Free's been a little shaky to me recently. So if the Phillies won game one, it wouldn't surprise me. I may put, put down something on game one. Where we're actually recording this an hour before the game. I mean, right now, the market's at, like, plus 170. I think that's getting a little high between these two teams, divisional teams. Like, to me, the gap between these two teams isn't that high to where the Braves should be probably be laying minus 200 coming off of all this. And it, What do you feel about the rest versus rest thing? That, that's- well, it's a great question because, Raheem, this is the first time that we have experienced this playoff format in baseball where you have teams playing over the course of the weekend. It's not a wild card. It's not a one-game scenario. And you had the four division winners, the Yankees, the Astros, the Dodgers, and the Braves, all sitting at home, all waiting to ramp it up. I prefer the rest, to be perfectly honest with you, because I get to set up my pitching rotation. Yeah, I think that's the biggest element. If you have really good starters and a lot of different dudes when it's not that big of a drop-off from your game one starter to your game three starter, then maybe winning the two games gives you a little bit of momentum. But honestly, Raheem, it's one of those things we're going to see play out over time because, like, it's the first year of this thing, dude. I got no idea. Yeah, I, I think it's going to end up – like, I think certain teams are is going to help them, but I think certain teams, I mean, they may come out and just not hit. I mean, we talk about the, the Braves' record in day games. They have a – they're playing a day game today. So, like, it would not surprise – honestly, I, I I think taking the Phillies today is, is a positive expect, expectation. I mean, unfortunately, you guys are not going to get this podcast until after the game's over, so you'll find out if I'm right or wrong, but – I, I, I like honestly. I mean, now Raheem, you almost convinced me to get in on the Phillies because <laughs> my thing is with, with betting these games for anybody who's out there, Raheem, for the new casual better, laying two hundred or two ten is just such a bad idea in these playoff games, dude. You won't do it, right? I wouldn't do it. I mean, I would do it with. I mean, like a team like the Astros with Verlander. If I know I have a certified starter who I can really trust, I think you have to do it. But I mean. I don't know if Max Fried is that guy. Like, I'm- no, and listen, Max Fried, not great numbers against the Philadelphia Phillies this year. So Raheem, the sense I get is you think your Phillies alive in this. You're, you're basically telling me you think Astros, Dodgers definitely go, and you think Braves, Yankees far more beatable. Is yeah, that fair to say? That's how I feel. Yeah. And listen, the betting lines indicate as such. Who's number one and number two to go to the World Series right now and win it? The Dodgers are one, and the Houston Astros are two. All right, Raheem, we got a lot. We're diving into in this podcast. It's a little smorgasbord here. We started with a little baseball. 
We have NFL and NBA to get to. So let's let's do the NFL stuff quick here first because we're getting ready for week six. It's hard to believe we're getting ready for week six. Yeah. I made a mistake last week in getting involved with the Sunday night game with the circuit contest. And I got to be honest with him. I hate betting those games. I feel like, you know what it is from the contest perspective? I feel like the Sunday night and the Monday night lines are just a lot sharper. Yeah. Than the lines at one o'clock and four o'clock. Am I delusional? Am I crazy? Am I am I like drawn up conspiracy theories or like do those night lines because they get more action? Are they that much more sharp? Yeah, they, I mean they feel a lot sharper to me too. And I, I think you know with everybody watching, I think we're seeing some questionable calls and questionable decision making. I mean, like all of these these games have just outside of the ones where we had blowouts. It's just I don't know crazy stuff happens. So I agree with you. I got involved in that game as well. And I mean, to me, I think we lost that game. I mean, I had the Ravens and I know I lost that game based on Lamar Jackson. Like at the end of the day, he he had a couple bad throws. Otherwise they win that game by 10 points. And of course, John Harbaugh doesn't go for it on fourth and inches, which is what they've done the entire Lamar Jackson. Mr. Era. Analytics, Mr. Go for it every which way now is not going for it at all. And killing us when we have the Ravens laying three and a half. That's basically what it boils down to. Yeah, I mean, it was very frustrating. So, I, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I, I, I Look, I mean, I, I feel like in these primetime spots, you're seeing a lot of unders. Um, obviously, what, it, we didn't get one last night. But for the most part, it's just like the unders have been the way to go. But, yeah, these primetime lines are sharp. So, House and I and Raheem usually always have a little fun with me. Playing a little Shark Tank. These guys have pods later in the week. I get like my initial NFL, you know, Sunday line, look ahead thoughts out there. And I kind of get the blessing or not so much of a blessing from our esteemed gentleman. Raheem, I've only fired, believe it or not, on one game so far this week. And I'm very curious to get your take on it. Okay. I am on the New Orleans Saints plus two at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati coming off a loss. Cincinnati coming off a primetime divisional game. New Orleans coming off a win. They're at home for the second straight week. I love that. I know everybody is going to bet the Bengals in this situation. I I couldn't wait to fire a ticket on the New Orleans Saints. Am I insane? I don't think you're insane. I think you're on the sharp side. And look, I mean, you look at this Bengals team. Obviously, they have some struggles at offensive line. And the Saints, I mean, they should be able to get to Burrow in this matchup. Um, the one thing I will say is that I mean, you got to look at that Saints injury report. I mean, we still don't know if Jameis Winston is playing or Andy Dalton's going to be playing. Jameis is. That's not the worst, by the way, if Jameis Winston's not playing. I'm not like that to me is not make or break because they, they they moved the ball last week without him. Last two weeks. And the one thing I'll say is Jameis adds a, another element of variance. And they're playing a Bengals defense, which has been solid. I think they're eighth in DVOA. So it's it's just Well, you want to know why they're solid. They're run by a Staten Island guy, Luana Rumo. That's why you got <laughs> Staten Island running the defense. You know you're in good hands or him. Just saying. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, look, the public's gonna be all over the Bengals. I'm not sure the Bengals should be laying points on the road. Um so it's like I, I I'm I'm kind of with you on that. I, I I might stay away from this game just because I, I just I don't know if I'm willing to, you know, ask Andy Dalton to beat Joe Burrow, but I think you're on the sharp side. You want to explain this to me? Buffalo, two and a half road favorites at Kansas City? I found that a little surprising, dude. Um, I don't. 
And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I think, and, and is that because of the public perception of Buffalo going back to the preseason? Yeah, I think a lot of it is that. I mean, but then, I mean, Kansas City just looks shaky in spots. They lost to the Colts. I mean, we were talking about the Colts being almost horrible. Um, they struggled with the Broncos. Um, this Chiefs team also struggled with the 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 Chargers. They probably should have lost that game if it's not for the Justin Herbert interception in the red zone. So it's to me, I think you have to put the Bills a little higher. So I'm not mad at this line either. I mean, and then look, look at last night. Look at the pressure that Max Pro- Crosby and this Raiders defense got on Mahomes yesterday. Um, and they're gonna be facing a Buffalo Bills team that doesn't have to blitz them. So I'm not surprised at this line. I honestly I would be looking at Buffalo. I think this is a I'm not really big on the revenge spots, but I think the Buffalo's the better team. Do you think the public will come in on Buffalo? I think they already have. I mean, this line opened at two. We're actually this moved to three already. So I think wow, it's, it's up to three as we speak. My yeah, goodness. It just it actually just moved this morning. Um like I'm, 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 I'm thinking. It's just of, crazy thinking about Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead Stadium, Raheem, with the success he has had, being like a three point underdog. Like that's just tough to get my head around, you know? Yeah, I mean, but I mean, look, honestly, I wouldn't even tease this. I think, like, a lot of people are going to think, you know what? I'll tease the Kansas City Chiefs from three to nine. But I mean, with a total of fifty four, this has an added level of variance. Like one of these two, one of these teams could win this game. By 14 points. I mean, we saw Buffalo dominate the Chiefs last year and Kansas City. So I think I think it's a fair line. Okay. Now your time to shine, Raheem. Have you made any bets for the week slit week six? Uh gotta love week slick six, whatever the hell you want to call it. Week six NFL. Do you have anything lined up? I have a few that I like. I, I think um, you know, the first one that stands out is the Arizona Cardinals minus two and a half. I think that's up to three right now. The Seattle Seahawks defense is probably one of the worst in the league. So I'm looking at that one. The other one I'm looking at is the Indianapolis Colts over the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know the Jacksonville Jaguars, they absolutely dominated the Colts at home, which has been a house of horrors for the Colts. Um, but I mean, in that game, the Colts were kind of missing everybody. They didn't have Pittman, they didn't have Alec, I mean, they just, I mean, everybody was banged up and they should have Shaq Leonard back. I think this is a good spot for the Colts. And Trevor Lawrence is really, 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 I mean, this guy's really disappointed me. I mean, they outgained. Well, he was great in that game against the Chargers. Everyone thought it was his coming out party. And in the following two weeks for him, he's done nothing but turn the football over. Yeah, I mean, he has, he's had some red zone turnovers to where he literally could have ran it for the first down and he throws it straight to the to the defender in the end zone. So to me, I mean, he's struggling against zone reads. And I just think the Colts have the recipe to, to beat him in this, in this matchup. I think people got high on Jacksonville based on their wins in spots where they had favorable opponents. I mean, the Chargers were extremely banged up. The Colts were banged up. And they won those games. And I think you saw them come back to earth. So I'll probably be on the Colts this week. All right. I like this meeting of the minds for week six. I feel like... There are a couple there that I like. I definitely dis- don't dislike anything that you throw out there, which is a good sign. And we'll be mindful of that after a losing week in the circuit contest, Raheem. We got to, you know, lick our wounds, yeah. get back to where we need to be, and get back to another winning week. Hey, four out of five, bro. I'm not going to complain out of four out of five winning weeks. You know, if we ke- if we keep that pattern going, we're going to be in good shape. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt. I mean, I, look, it, it's peaks and valleys. They say the best in the world hit 56 and, you know, 58, 60% in the NFL. So, I mean, look, in these these contests, you're going to have to hit upwards of 70%. But, 
I mean, I think it's a long season, so we just got to stay patient and just trust the process. Um, there's a game I really want to grind it. Of course, of course, the Philly guy's throwing a trust the process reference in there, and that's a nice little transition. Um, you know, I, I think, I think we got to talk, talk about this Dallas and, and Eagles game because I think, oh, okay, I, I'm fine by me. I didn't know if you wanted to save this for the weekend. Uh, I'm more than happy to talk about this game. Can't wait to watch this game because you're right. The two main events that we have coming up in the NFL this weekend. Buffalo and Kansas City at 425 is going to be a monster game with a monster rating. The other one is Dallas taking on the Eagles. And Raheem, I got to assume we're going to get Cooper Rush again on Sunday, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, look, to me, if Dak is playing, I don't want any part of this game. Now, one thing I'll say about this matchup is the Cowboys have absolutely dominated the Eagles in recent memory. So they have their number, at least with Dak Prescott. Now, Cooper Rush kind of adds another element into it. I mean, look, they're win- the Cowboys are winning these games with defense. They got 10 first downs last week, and they won that game outright against the Rams. But I think that said more about the Rams and more about the Cowboys' defense. This is an interesting game because you really have to look at the injury report. The Eagles have had some offensive line issues, and, I mean, Jordan Maialata was out. They lost a couple guys on Sunday. And I think if those guys aren't playing – you have to look to the Cowboys. So I think the injury report is going to determine this game because the Cowboys have been beating up on bad offensive lines all year. Look, at the, What do they do to the Bengals? They beat up on them. What do they do to the Rams? They beat up on them. The, the Giants. These teams with bad offensive lines, you got to deal with Michael Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. So if the Eagles still have some of those guys out, I'm going to be looking towards the Cowboys. However, if those guys are healthy, I think the Eagles could probably win this game by one or two touchdowns. So it's all Well, it sure seems like, Raheem, everybody wants to get in bed with the Dallas Cowboys. They were good to betters last week. Yeah. The public was all over them in their game against the Los Angeles Rams. And uh, whether they got nine or ten first downs or not, they still won the game, and they won the game convincingly. I get the sense Sunday night primetime spot, the books are going to be rooting hard for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's just the sense I get. You agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. But I mean, look, I'll probably be on the Eagles if that if that offensive line is healthy. I will be on the Eagles. If they're not healthy, the Cowboys are going to win this game, and I think that's really what it comes down to. It's it's the offensive line. The, the Eagles have one of the best offensive lines in the league. So if they're banged up, I think that that hurts them in this matchup. But I mean, look, you saw what the Eagles are doing in the first half. Like, I mean, they're absolutely blowing teams out. So I I just want to see that injury report because I think it's everything for this matchup. Well, that's why we have pods later in the week. We we assess injury reports and then we officially fire on what our NFL court is going to look like. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I told you it was a loaded pod. We had MLB futures for the playoffs. We're looking ahead to week six. But now, Raheem, we're a week out from the NBA season. And we did all over-unders on East Coast bias over the last couple of weeks. But from an awards perspective, a couple of guys to hone in on, a couple of guys to capitalize on, MVP award. So I've had this guy lined up, and it's chalky, and I understand it's obvious, and I kind of understand it goes without saying, but twofold. I have two guys that I've been thinking about since last year. One is your boy, Joel Embiid, Mm -hmm. because I feel like he has been in many ways owed an MVP, but he just can't stay on the court. Like last year, I thought he was going to win the award. He gets hurt. Two years ago, I thought he was on his way to winning the award. Gets hurt. I know that is a factor. I know that is an issue, but I feel like Joel sooner or later is going to have one of those years where he puts up the numbers. He's there for 68 70 games, maybe it's even 65 games. He wins an MVP. The other guy that I'm in on because he plays and he's a beast. And now I think he's got like a dangling carrot hovering in front of him. That's Giannis. Like when in doubt, man, give me a guy who can do everything that Giannis can do on the court. Chalky MVP picks. I know I'm not going against the grain there. Giannis and Bede. Take your pick, bro. Which one do you like more? I like both of them. And, and look, I mean, I think, Look, you could, you always should have a Giannis MVP ticket in your portfolio every year. I mean, it just because, I mean, look, right now, Giannis is going to give you 30 points. He's going to give you, um, like, this Milwaukee Bucks team last year, they were almost, like, on vacation. And they still went out. Well, they're coming off a title, of course. Yeah, they, you blame I mean, them? they still were. Off a title off of a weird year in the NBA, might I add. Yeah, and then and they still were 51 and 31. And. Middleton was out for large portions of the season. Giannis was out for large portions of the season. Drew was hurt. Like, I mean, this was a banged up team last year, and they still won 51 games. So I think they go over their win total. I think this is a resurgence season for them. So I think Giannis, I mean, if he's giving you 30 points per game, 10 rebounds, I mean, he's going to be in the MVP conversation. And I just, like, so I love that one. Obviously, Joel Embiid. We're high on the Sixers team, as we said in our win totals podcast. We're going to go over. That puts them in the in the area of winning MVP. So, you know, I, I, I do a lot of work on MVP. Actually, I have two... I have two MVP models. I have a linear regression model, which predicts. Oh, I love this. A model for MVP. This is fantastic. Yes, yeah, so I have a linear great. regression model, which predicts the amount of voting shares each player will receive based on their individual statistics and team wins. And I have a logistic regression model, which, which is basically, it predicts the probability of whether each team will win or lose. And, you know, one of the bit, like, there's different variables. So, I think, you know, one of the variables that you want to look at is, let's just say I'm, I'm looking at age. Age really matters. Like, and people don't realize this, but you don't have MVPs that come over the age of 30. If you look at, and I was telling Bill, Bill this earlier this summer, there's only been six MVPs 
No, there since 1956, there's only been 13 MVPs who have been 30 or above. And six of them came in the 90s. Magic I was going to say, Jordan won a couple of those. Yeah. yeah. So it's Magic Johnson, Hakeem Olajuwon, Michael Jordan, 96-98, Karl Malone, 97. Karl Malone? Yep. You know the last person to win the MVP over the age of 30? Steve Nash in 2005-2006. Wow, that's right. Those great ma- – the, my neighbor in Brooklyn. Yeah. My buddy. Yeah, so that's the, la- that's the last time we had a person over 30 win MVP. So guys like Kevin— So basically what you're telling the audience, Raheem, is don't waste your money on a LeBron James MVP ticket. Not at all. No LeBron James, no Kevin Durant, no Steph Curry. Because you look at Kevin Durant, he's had a ton of injuries. He's, he's in the year of 16 now. He's going to be sitting out sometimes. And like Steph Curry, I mean— these guys are getting. They older. just want a title. Yeah. They're not going to value the regular season. No way. No way. So it's like that's one of the variables in the model. I mean, you're looking at. I mean, obviously wins matter. I think it's starting to matter a little bit less. I mean, Jokic has won it from like a six seed the last couple of years. So um, there's so many different variables in this model. I mean, we 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 could be here all day, but I think you got to be looking towards the younger guys. You said Giannis and and um. Let and me draw a long shot to you, Raheem. Long shot. I like now, Tatum. That's a long shot. Oh, I, my, my, my pick is you Tatum. You like Tatum? Tatum right now, I'm seeing it 12 to 1. Honestly, I think Tatum is on the precipice of being the guy. And you saw the way the Celtics performed the last three months of the season. They got off to a slower start. Otherwise, he would have been there last year. I think Tatum is it's a perimeter-oriented league. And I want a wing player in these situations who's going to be taking all the big shots. So I like Tatum. That's one of my picks. All right, so here's one of my long shots. Now, this is a crazy one, like insane, but like that's what we're here to do on East Coast Bias. We want to have a fun ticket in our portfolio to use your terminology and use your language. How about Trey Young at 40 to 1 to win the MVP? I knew you were going to say that. I knew. How did you know? Why? Because he beat the Knicks in the playoffs? How did you you know that? I'm I'm very curious. You know what it was? I'm looking at the board and – when you look at long shots, I mean, you got Trey Young, you got Anthony Davis, you got Carl Anthony Towns, you got Jimmy Butler, you got Anthony Edwards, Damian Lillard. You know it's not. You know it's not going to be a big. A yeah, big, like, I know Jokic won it. They're not going to give it to like Carl Anthony Towns, man. You, no way. You know what it is? I watched that game against the Bucks, and I don't know. They were playing in um, Abu Dhabi, and Trey Young with Dejounte Murray looked so good. I think this Hawks team can really surprise some people this year. So I kind of, I really like having this in your portfolio because Trey Young is almost, I mean, he's almost being disrespected. I mean, this is a guy who can give you almost 30 points a game. And if this Hawks team makes the lead, I like it. Like, I really like this one. That's going to be my long shot. All right, rookie of the year. Um, I feel like, and we talked about this right before, you know, the pre right before summer league, it was like now is the time to get in on Banchero with the injury to Holmgren. Is that opportunity over and done with? I kind of feel like it is, Raheem. If you didn't bet Banchero to win rookie of the year, no value, right? Um, I don't want to say there's no value, it's just you're not getting the value that you got before. So it's it's just I mean, it sucks if you missed it, but I mean, plus 200 is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, look, you could double your money. Look, I, I'm not mad at it at all, but I, I think I, I think I would still grab it, even at plus 200. But if you're looking at some other guys, I think you could look at Keegan Murray, like at plus at plus 550. Seeing him at 550 and Jay Ivey at 550. Yeah, I, 
I, I'm not high on Jaden Ivey. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, just because, I mean, look, he should have a slow start with Cunningham and Hayes having the ball so much. Um, so I don't, I don't really like that one. But, I mean, maybe somebody like... Uh, Maybe Benedict Matherin. I mean, this this pace that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Eleven to one. Yeah, I mean, I, and I don't love it. But if you're just looking for somebody other than Banchero to bet for Rookie of the Year, that might be a fun one. Yeah, I mean, look, it might be a fun one if he has a year where he knocks down a ton of threes. And maybe the, the Pacers are going to be a bad team, but it's just I, I don't know. I mean, look, Halliburton's there and Buddy Hill is there, so it's like you you kind of need Buddy Hill to get traded, and you need Halliburton to kind of get shut down. <laughs> so I mean it's a tough one. I, I mean I probably would go with Keegan, but I mean you still he still has to deal with Harrison Barnes and, and, and Malik Monk. So I, I think Paolo is the is the best value on the board, even at plus two two hundred. And I, I'm just even still at plus one eighty plus two hundred. All right, so we got MVP taken care of. We got Rookie of the Year taken care of. Do you get involved at all? Like most improved player, any, any anything along those lines? I normally don't, but. You are the savant, my man. So is there anything that's catching your eye as far as those go? Oh, yeah. I love most improved player this year. So actually, I mean. You do? Okay. So you have, by all means, Raheem, I'm willing, I am able, I am ready. Because this is something I never bet. It's usually something I just dismiss immediately. I'm like, "Eh, I'm not betting most improved player. I got to see it, you know? So give me a guy. I don't have a model for most improved player. But when you look at the history of most improved player in the NBA, over the last 10, 15 years, it typically means a player like this, this award has been reappropriated. So in the early 2000s, you had like literally the most improved player. Now it's not the most improved player. What it is, it's the player who goes from being good to becoming an all-star. So what do you have last year? John Morant, first all-star team. Year before, Julius Randle, first all-star team. Year before, Brandon Ingram, first all-star team. Oh, I think I know where we're going here. Yeah. Are we going to Anthony Edwards? Yeah, I already gave this out. Anthony Edwards at plus 1,200. It's down to plus 850. So I gave that out. I still think there's some value there because I do think the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to make that leap. Anthony Edwards averaged 21 points last year in the regular season. In the playoffs, he averaged 25. If he can get you to 25 and make an all-star team on a team that's winning 50 games, he's there. But I don't know if you've been watching the Philadelphia 76ers. Tyrese Maxey is playing out of his mind. I mean, look, this number is dropping every single day. I think we were at plus 2,000 last week. We're down to plus 1,400. I think Tyrese Maxey is going to make his first all-star team on a Philadelphia 76ers team, which is, I mean, going to be one of the best in the East. And I'm going to give you a hot take. I think Tyrese Maxey is the second best player on on the Sixers. I mean, I don't think it's a hot take at all because you know I'm down on James Harden. So uh, no, no surprise there for me. And I'm more than willing to get on board with that. You know, I'm in on the Sixers. See, it's weird that I'm in on the Sixers, to be honest with you, Raheem, because of my just detest for James Harden. But now <laughs> that I think he's there, he's a part of the team, but like Embiid's the guy. Maxi is emerging. He's not needed nearly as much. He's needed. Don't get me wrong. He's needed. But he's not going to be the straw that stirs the drink, if that makes I sense. I mean, he just honestly, James Harden just has to be a playmaker and he has to give you 18 or 20 points a game. You know, but Tyrese Maxey is the guy. I think at plus fourteen hundred, there's a ton of value still, even with the line dropping. I think Tyrese Maxey is going to make his first All Star team. So I really like those two. I think both of like Anthony Edwards and Tyrese Maxey have real opportunities to make their first All Star team. And normally, when you make your first All Star team, you're most improved. So those are my favorites. Raheem, we have a lot here in this podcast: baseball futures, looking ahead to Week Six, awards in the NBA. 
Bro, this is a lot of fun, man. I feel like now yeah. I am ready for baseball all day and I am ready to watch football all weekend. Like, does it? I say it all the time. This is the best time of the year. It Sports is. Sports-wise, this is the best time of the year. Playoff baseball, NFL, NBA on the horizon. Doesn't get better than this, dude. And, and then we got two big fights. So me and me and Kevin Clark are um, actually going to be doing a boxing podcast this week. We got the, the You line. guys don't. So we don't stop here at the ringer. So what you need to do is, I don't know anything about boxing, full disclosure. I don't know anything. You could, you could tell me anything, and I'm going to be like, hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> I'm in. Send me some picks. I will bet them blindly. And I'll have something to root for over the weekend. Okay, cool. I mean, we got Devin Haiti. I mean, he already beat um, George Cambosis Jr. in Australia. Um, Cambosis has the rematch clause, so they'll be fighting again. Um, Danny, Devin Haney is an 11-1 favorite. Um, so we, we're going to have some props on that one. And, and Deontay Wilder, he's fighting Robert Helena's Big comeback fight for Deontay Wilder. They're both taking place on Saturday. Um Wilder's actually fighting in Brooklyn. So um, it's going to be an interesting weekend for sports. And it's my neck of the woods. The problem is, Raheem, I got playoff baseball to watch this weekend. So yeah. I'm going to be a little busy. I have one I actually want to ask you about. What are your feelings on Jalen Brunson? You know, that's a great question. I think he's going to help the Knicks because they haven't had a point guard in forever. So, like, by default, he is going to be an addition I am worried about the lack of defense that he plays. That's a problem. He's not a great defensive player. But as far as like putting up numbers for the Knicks, I think it'll be. I would not get involved with him with most improved player if that's where you're going. Right yeah, here. I mean, I would not go to that extreme because here's the other problem. There's a handicap, and his name is Derrick Rose. And by the way, yeah, Derrick Rose has looked good in the preseason. Just saying. Yeah, I, I feel like I had to ask you that because he's plus twenty four to one, and look. Last year with Luca around, he averaged 16.3 points per game. In the playoffs, he was at 21.6. So you know how the New York media works. If Jalen Brunson is leading that team, he's averaging, you know, 22, 23 points a game, um, four assists, and the Knicks are winning. Look, we saw it with Thibs. Thibs probably shouldn't have won that Coach of the Year award over Monty Williams, who led the Suns to the NBA Finals. Hey, I was banging a drum for Thibs. I did my job there, Raheem, as a but, part of New York media. I did my part. So what, what I'm saying is Brunson could have that same advantage. So I just I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I just, again, though, a lot of cooks in the kitchen yeah. for him to put up those sort of numbers. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Barrett's yeah. there. Rose is still going to get some PT. And... I think it'll be good. I think it'll be solid. I'm not willing to invest in most improved player. I like yeah. I like the New York angle. I like the narrative. There's better candidates. Like Maxi and Edwards to me yeah. are far better candidates. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like They're it either. Gonna, I don't like it either. Well, you but know I what it is, Raheem? They're going to have better statistical seasons when it's all said and done. Yeah. They're just going to be better statistically. So yeah. take it for what it's worth. Buddy, we held down the fort without House. I hope he missed us, by the way. You know? I, I mean, we definitely miss House today. I mean, House is our guy. Look, I mean... DC part of the East Coast bias. So he'll be back next week. I mean, we're going to tear it up. So it's a great show today. Yeah, and we have a lot. I mean, it'll be ALCS time, NLCS time, NBA starting. And I mean, these NFL years fly. It's week seven next week already, bro. Can you believe that? Week wow. seven next week. Unbelievable. I mean, shoot. I mean, you in the college football, half the season's already over. <laughs> Insane, bro. Time flies when you're having fun. Great work by the War Gone Warrior. Um, we're back next week. Raheem and House will have all sorts of stuff coming your way on the Ringer Gambling feed coming up this weekend. All right, buddy. See you next week. <laughs>